Welcome back to those that are joining us on their evening commute. We're going to get right into our series predictions with the Red Sox and the Guardians. So game one, we have James Paxton facing off against Shane Bieber. James Paxton, one and one with a 4.26 ERA, 27 strikeouts on the year versus Shane Bieber, who's got a slightly better record, four and three, better ERA, 3.72, more strikeouts with 53, better pitcher just in general. Terry, who do you have in game one? So I think this matchup is pretty interesting. Uh, Bieber's coming off his worst start of the season, got rocked by the Orioles, seven earned runs over just four innings pitched. Anthony Santander uh, took him deep. Uh, Bieber gave up eight hits overall. However, in his last more not so recent bad outing. Uh, he gave up five earned runs at some point in early mid-May to the White Sox. He did rebound from that one very well against the Mets, gave up just two earned runs over eight innings, one of his best starts of the year that happened to fall one of his worst. So there, you know, perhaps he can uh, bounce back here. What makes this matchup interesting is... Paxton's, you know, pitched fairly well uh, outside of one start. And the Indians are still, much like the first time we faced them in April, one of the worst offenses in Major League Baseball. They're still a bottom five offense. They're dead last in home runs. They're dead last in runs batted in. Uh, and second, uh, no, excuse me, third or fourth to last in OPS. However... They still don't strike out a ton. Only the Washington Nationals have fewer strikeouts than the Guardians. So I'm not sure Paxton can rely on these guys chasing him, uh, you know, as, as much as, you know, the previous teams. So I'm actually going to give a very slight edge to the Red Sox here um, with with Paxton. And Bieber did... Uh, you know, pitched fairly well against the Red Sox in April in that outing. Uh, went seven innings, just two earned runs. But the Red Sox need to make something happen here. And, you know, perhaps they can make some adjustments, uh, you know, compared to April. Slight edge to the Red Sox. Cody. This is a bummer. Uh, I feel like, you know, the way that the, the rotation's kind of lined up, uh, getting Bieber lined up against Paxton is is really unfortunate for the Red Sox here. Um, I kind of like Paxton better than any of the other starters. Um, you know, Sands, McKenzie, who's kind of, you know, just had his first game back. But um, I, I got to give the edge to the Indians here. Terry took a lot of my talking points. Um, you know, Bieber touched us up pretty good. Uh, when they played us back in April, um, you know, Paxton is is throwing the ball well. Cleveland's um, offense isn't um, as high-powered as, say, some of the other ball clubs that we have faced. But, um, you know, I I don't think Bieber's the, the pitcher that this offense gets it going against, uh, to say the least. You know, this team is in need of a slump bust, um, in need of, you know, an offensive explosion. I just don't see it being Bieber. And, you know, here's me hoping I'm wrong. But um, I, I think Cleveland takes the first game here. Oh, going third really is difficult with both of you two on the show because you guys are really good at, I think, bringing up a lot of points that may not be mentioned or um, are the focal points. James Paxson going up against Shane Bieber hurts because for all the reasons that you guys mentioned, 
you do kind of like James Paxson in relation to some of the other names. We just saw Brian Bayo. Brian Bayo is probably my favorite starter now that Chris Sale's gone down. Shane Bieber is one of the only pitchers in baseball that even though he's kind of struggled this year and he's not averaging one strikeout per inning, he's still someone that can go six, seven, eight innings on a consistent basis. That's not something that we've been able to see yet from James Paxton. Granted, Paxton's only been here for a couple of starts. Shane Bieber has been a lock all year long for six innings. He has only not hit that six-inning mark twice, really. Um, and one of those was uh, you know a third of an inning, another by an inning third of an inning by another so really this is someone who's gonna get out there he's gonna throw over 100 pitches he's gonna strike some guys out again probably not as many but this is not a lethal offense jose ramirez before this year was arguably the best third baseman in all of baseball he has yet to have his coming out party this is the perfect opportunity for him to do so uh and i think there's probably going to be some fireworks for for him i think this is going to be the time where right in front of your home fans Jose Ramirez has maybe one or two games of, you know, a couple homers or something crazy like that. But I, I struggle real, real hard for this one. Um, Bieber game one, uh, game two. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, we have Cutter Crawford going up against, uh, let me take a look. It's not Tyler. Tanner. It's uh, Tanner, Tanner Bibby. Uh, Crawford's got a one, two record, three, four, five ERA, 34. Three strikeouts of the 95 whip, 0.95 whip. Uh, Bibby's got a one and one record, 3.2 ERA, 40 strikeouts of 1.12. Uh, we'll flip it around this time. Cody, who do you have going in game two, winning this one? Um, the optimist in me has, has to pick the Red Sox here, right? If not now, then when, right? Because we're going to go straight from the series into, into New York. And then, boy, that's, <laughs> that's a pretty ugly stretch for. For the squad there, uh, you know, this guy, not a lot of data on him on this season, but, you know, he has put together a nice little stretch between the Mets, the Cardinals, and and the Twins. Um, you know, three runs or less in all of those starts. Um, decent strikeouts, but something's got to shake loose. I don't know if it's going to be a change of the lineup, switching the order around, what be it, but this team's got to get going and, you know, licking their wounds from this series and, and kind of, you know, Tampa Bay North in, in Cleveland, we'll call it. Um, you know, I think this is when the offense has an opportunity to get back on track. Uh, Terry. I will uh, – Bibby's a righty, so I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. I had no idea who this guy was until about 7 p.m. tonight. Uh, as Cody said, I mean, two runs or less with the exception of one start against Detroit. He got touched up uh, with four earned runs there. Uh, interestingly, Bibby seems to rack up the strikeouts. First two, uh, excuse me, first start of the year, eight strikeouts. Um, struck out seven against the Anaheim Angels. Struck out nine of the St. Louis Cardinals. And then, you know, recently um, six against Minnesota. So really impressive. Uh, I'm not surprised that he's kind of flown under the radar unbeknownst to me, really paying much attention because Cleveland is a pitching factory. I'm going to give the guardians a slight edge over this. I don't think cutter Crawford is as good as his numbers seem i think you know he's not typically a guy that's going to be painting the corners and 
Um, the Guardians, as I said, um, they're you know they have pretty good plate discipline, so I I don't think this is a very good matchup for Crawford. So I'll take the Guardians uh, in Game Two behind a strong pitcher performance uh, in Bibby. Uh, I got Cleveland winning Game Two as well. Um, Bibby does not walk anyone really, and he doesn't give up home runs. He's only given up three this entire year. Uh, he's only walked more than one guy in a game twice, and he's had more games where he doesn't walk anybody than games that he walked two or more. So if that doesn't tell you uh, something you should be concerned about, this is a name we probably should know. Apologies, I thought it was Tyler. It is Tanner Bibby. Um, I remember him actually getting added, or rostered, I should say. We shouldn't say added. Uh, rostered in fantasy baseball earlier this year in our league. Uh, my cousin picked him up, and I did not know much about him. But you know, getting crushed all year in fantasy, you're going to pick up a couple names and, and learn a little bit about some of these newer guys. Uh, you're going to notice that some of the pitchers that were very well known for a really long time, they're starting to get old. Bibby's only 24 years old. This is going to be a name to remember for the future. And the Guardians have always been a team that has been able to do a lot with a little. And that's not to say uh, lack of talent. It's just a little bit of money. And Bibby's a guy. Guy who's not getting paid a lot. I'm pretty sure he's still on his rookie contract. If I'm not mistaken, today's, this is still year one. So he's he's doing fine. Um, but I just I, I just struggle really hard to say that we're going to have someone that can do it, considering we have a guy that's pitched more than four innings twice against a guy who has pitched less than five innings one time. So there's that. And I think that in a league now where you need to be able to have consistent purpose pitches, you need to have consistent, um, you just need to have consistency. You're just not getting it from the Red Sox right now, and you are getting it from uh, some of these starting pitchers for, for Cleveland. So, Bibby game two. Uh, game three, we have uh, a TBD starting pitcher against uh, Aaron Savali. So, uh, Savali, one and one with a 2.4 ERA, 12 strikeouts, just came back. Uh, after being on the injured list to start the season. Cody, who do you have winning game three? Something about TBD's stuff just being elite and electric, right? Nah. Um, I think Savali is the player that was uh, infamously not taken out of or infamously started in, in the postseason, postseason against New York, right? Am I remembering that correctly? And he just looked very nervous from the jump. Uh Clearly, he's figured those jitters out because this guy has been dealing this year. Uh, 2.04 ERA on um, over his last uh, seven games, you know, 17 innings, 12 strikeouts, um, low earned runs. They kind of came all in that one uh, one game against uh, Seattle there. Um, hard to pick the Red Sox right now, right? I think, you know, fresh off of a good week, we were picking – uh, the Red Sox to, to sweep Anaheim and they promptly got swept reverse curse or whatever you want to call it. Um, I I got to think Cleveland takes this one as well, as much as it kills me to say, I like to try to be the ray of sunshine, uh, a bright spot in what appears to be a very mid or middling team. Um, I, I think Cleveland takes game three to take the series two to one. Uh, Terry. I will agree with, Cody, um, I, I don't love Aaron Savali, and I, I think his numbers are better than what they probably should be. Um, and when our offense is hot, we should be able to tee off on a guy like Savali, but uh, we're not hot right now. 
and we don't know who's going to be pitching. That should be Garrett Whitlock's start. Like that, that would be his turn through on normal rest. But I think they are wanting to save him for the New York series. And I, I think what happens here is contingent on game one. If I'm correct and the Red Sox win game one with Paxton, I think the Red Sox save pack. Uh, they save Whitlock for the, the Yankees series. Uh, if, if we get off to a bad start in this series, I, I think they'll pitch Whitlock game three to salvage uh, the series uh, against the Valley. Um, additionally, we have promoted, which is hilarious, um, Chris Murphy, who is having a god-awful year with the Worcester Woo Sox, an ERA uh, close to eight and a whip just under two, I think a 1.96 whip. He could potentially be the starter for game three, in which case the Red Sox will, uh, you know, the, the Guardians will mop the floor with us uh, in that start. Um, so we'll see. Um, he could pitch out of the pen, hopefully in mop-up duty. Uh, a lot of mop references here. Um, so we'll see, but nonetheless, I have the guardians winning the series two to one. Well, I've called a sweep, um, once this year, this will be the second one. And this one is not going for the Red Sox. Get the brooms out. Red Sox are going down. Oh, three, uh, Savali has not given up a home run. He's only walked four guys in 17, two thirds. He did not allow a run against Minnesota in a one zero loss. He did not allow a run against Seattle Pitched 12 innings in those two games, allowed six hits and struck out. Seven guys without three walks. His only blip was, again, against Seattle. Four runs in five and two-thirds, allowed nine hits. Did strike out a season high of five. Um, but against the TBD guy, you know, Terry brought up a couple points of, depending on how we do in game one, that's going to dictate who we see in game three. I just don't think that we're, we're going to have much luck in this series. I think we're going to see a very quick cascade of things to start to slow down and fall apart. Really sad. It's just, uh, unfortunately, the way things are going. Cleveland is also three and a half games out of first place in the AL Central. They're five games under 500. I think this is an opportunity for them to get within two games of being 500. Maybe Minnesota will you know lose two out of their next three, and they make it a one-and-a-half game swing where they're right there. I mean... Literally, the AL Central, you have two teams that are really, really close to 500. Minnesota loses two. Your leader in the AL Central has a 500 record, which is another joke. So, um, unfortunately, I don't have much faith for the Red Sox in this series. We just we haven't been able to pick things up. Our superstar slugger is not doing his thing. We have way too many errors being committed, people going down. It's just it's a mess. Uh, anything else that you two just wanted to add? We will hopefully, hopefully have some better luck and some better attitudes in the third show because it's been brutal. But we, uh, we hope you stay tuned for our next episode. Totally legit. We're calling the cops. Everyone have a great night. Take care.